Welcome to this week's Recappers, presented by Sports Pub, where we break down the most recent tournament, the bets we made, and the bets you should have made. As a reminder, leave a review, rate our show five stars. Anywhere you listen to the podcast, we could use all the help you can give us. Let's talk about this week. Lone Star boy Jordan Spieth, who was the favorite to win this week. After Dustin Johnson withdrew. Yeah, it's true. But he won the Valero Open. Taking home a little over $1.3 million. This is Jordan's first win since 2017. Shot 66 on Sunday. That's clutch, which we haven't really seen from him the last few years. And he had four strong rounds all week. I don't think he cares so much about the money, Adam. I think it's all about getting back in the winner's circle for Jordan Spieth. And what, what a way to do it. Uh, just looked great all week. He's been trending in this direction, and he finally made it count. And what a better time to do it than the week before the Masters. So he's coming into Augusta in great form. So this was a really long cold spell for him. When was the last time that he won? 2017 Open Championship. He held off Matt Kuchar, kind of hit a couple wild drives, and he, he held on to win it. And it's been 1,351 days since his last win there in 2017. He won three times that year, actually. Wow. So he went from fire to ice real quick. Yeah. I, I think it, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Spieth, obviously. The guy was, is he's still really young. He's a young phenom, comes out, he's a three-time major champion, and then it's crazy. The last almost three and a half years, he hasn't won. Like, what happened? You know, there's a lot of talk about swing changes or, you know, lack of focus. You know, he got married to his longtime girlfriend. They've been dating since high school. So there's a lot of factors that could have been part of why we haven't seen him in the winner's circle the last three and a half years. But one thing that I thought was really cool was his wife, Annie, was emotional. Like, this guy, the money doesn't matter. He's 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 made so much money on the golf course and off the golf course. I think that probably the – I wonder, too, if the, like the pressure of since they've been engaged and married is like when he hasn't won. I wonder if she was thinking about that. I think it's people have talked about it clearly – wonder if he's been thinking about it. So it was kind of cool to see her emotional for him to get into the winner's circle again. And, you know, I guess that like, there's some weight off the shoulders there in oh, that regard. Absolutely. I mean, when somebody you love, and if they've been together that long, you'd have to love them. I mean, we've all, I've been married a long time. You have to love somebody a lot to be with somebody for that long. She cares about him a lot, and he's been working hard to get back here. Like, she was extremely excited to see him back in the winner's circle. Yeah, and, you know, I guess what was impressive, like you said, is the 66. He not only came out uh, with the lead or tied for the lead going into the final round, but he just flat out had one of the better rounds of the day and, and took that thing home. So awesome to see. Glad to see him back in the winner's circle and really excited about next or this week as he comes into Augusta. He barely eked out. Uh, Travis Fulton's pick, Charlie Hoffman, who is amazing at this course. Hoffman made a great run on Sunday for the win. Yeah, I mean, I picked him too. I actually, I every week I put, uh, I place four bets, winner bets, and Charlie was one of them as well. You know, and, and honestly, like, it wasn't inspired by Travis's pick. It was affirmed by Travis because we were both on the same track there. Uh, but it would have been really cool to see Charlie Hoffman win. 
but I don't know. It's kind of bittersweet. I, I would have liked the money. It would have paid pretty well, but um, happy to see Spieth do it as well. You know, Hoffman won it in 2016, and he has a phenomenal track record. How, you, you looked it up, I think. How many cuts is, he, has he he's, ever missed the cut? He's there? played in this event 15 times, and he's made the cut every time. He's got multiple top 10 finishes. He's got six finishes in the top 10 in 15 years. He's a horse for the course, as they like to say. Yeah. He couldn't pull it off. He, you know, he, he went up against Spieth, who's you know, a generationally great golfer. Uh, so it's hard to kind of go up against him. I mean, I guess in the last few years it would have maybe not been as scary, but it looks like Spieth is back, and it's exciting. I, I love it. Do you think he's really back, though? I mean, he's, he's been hot lately for sure, and you know I like to ride the hot guy. Should we ride the hot guy into the Masters? Yes, for sure. He, since February 1st, he has finished in, in PJ Tour events, he's finished tied for fourth, tied for third, tied 15th, tied fourth, tied 48th, tied ninth, and now one. Those are all in order. That's nuts. The guy is playing great golf. So six top 20s in his last seven events. Yeah, for those of you scoring at home, the guy is on fire right now. Moves up. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, he moved up to seventh in the FedEx Cup standings, which with 500 points this week. So he's going to be in contention for the Ryder Cup pick. He's going to make every major this year. He's not going to have the Ricky Fowler problem where he's worried about not being picked, being able to play in any tournament that he wants to. Is Jordan, in your opinion, the favorite at the Masters right now? I am a little biased when I say this. I placed a bet on him to win the Masters in February, when it started looking like he was rounding into form. We thought it could have been a little bit of a fluke, but I put a bet on him at plus 4,500, so there's some bias in what I'm about to say. But absolutely, he is the favorite to win the Masters. Not the betting favorite. DJ is the betting favorite. I don't care about DJ. He is the favorite. He is my favorite. He is everybody's favorite. Maybe not everybody, but he is my favorite to win the Masters. He's played pretty well at Augusta, that right? Oh yeah, I wrote, I, I looked this up because you know he doesn't have a ton of history because he's still so young. He his first Masters was 2014, so we're only talking seven years, right? Tied for second in 2014, wins of course in 2015. We all remember 2016. I remember I placed a bet the morning. You know, for him to win, I maybe I placed it on Saturday night. He was leader, the leader going into Sunday. It looked like he had it locked up. He put two balls in the water on twelve, and ended up tied for second. But then, you know, twenty seventeen, tied eleventh. He was still playing really good golf. Obviously, at that point, he, you know, finished. He won the Open Championship later in that summer. Third in twenty eighteen was still playing good golf. But then, you know, he starts struggling. We haven't seen him for the last three years, but he actually still made the cut both times, 2019, and then obviously this past fall in 2020 when they had the Masters in the fall. The guy has never missed the cut at the Masters. It's a smaller it, cut, to be fair. I mean, 66% of the field is going to make the cut this week. Yeah, that's true. But the guy is the favorite. I've got $20 on him. It pays 900 He better win. Through his first 37 holes this week, do you know how many putts he had? You texted me this. I forget. What was it? 47. 47 putts in 37 holes. 
whenever he was winning before, his putter was on fire. If he can bring that into this week, I don't see how anybody beats him this week. Did you see some of the up and downs he had this weekend? Like He almost chipped in four or five times just I'm, on Saturday and Sunday. Well, and then that one on 17 on Saturday where he was on like that cart path type thing. He took a drop. He's on like some dead grass. He flops it up there. That was unreal. That is a big difference. That's what's needed at Augusta National. You know, he he's not the best driver of the golf ball. That's clear. <laughs> no. He still has this, like, left miss, this hook that is it's in there, you know. And that could be a little bit of a trouble. But Augusta National is not a driver's golf course. It's a second-shot golf course. The greens are extremely difficult, and you have to have an uh, unbelievable short game when you miss the greens. Spieth fits that perfectly. He's not going to hit the – he doesn't hit the ball far comparatively to a lot of players. He doesn't hit it straight off the tee compared to a lot of players, but the putting in the short game and his approach game is right there. It's, it's, it's one of the best in the world. So let's talk about the big players in the game right now. Who moves the needle like Jordan does? Because Tiger's out for the next year at least. Bryson, we saw him move the needle when he's bombing the ball – across the ocean who else besides Jordan gets the ratings up you know I think I don't know I didn't see what the ratings were yesterday it's kind of a, an event that is boring to begin with it's in some sense it's the week before the Masters you don't really care who wins it because everybody's looking forward to this week but having Spieth win it probably made a big difference for the Valero Texas Open and, and for their sponsors and I know for me, I was not looking forward to watching this weekend, and I was glued to my TV Saturday and Sunday with Spieth in the lead, whereas I kind of was trying to save that TV time for this coming week. Yeah, I, I think there are, like you said, Bryson, I think, moves the needle. Obviously, Tiger is the needle. Yeah, Phil Mickelson, probably, but he's been playing like trash. He's getting older, and... But, you know, I think he could end up you, – You, I wouldn't be surprised to see Phil in contention this week. I would. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote an article on that. I did write an article <laughs> on that I would not touch Phil yeah. this week yeah. at all with how he's playing. Sounds and he's weird. 50. He's 50. Well, you know, I just think that – I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm not going to put any money on him to be in contention Thank or you. to win. But I wouldn't be shocked. Let me put it that way. He moves the needle clearly. You know, you know, Ricky. I've told, I've said this before on the podcast that Ricky Fowler is like a big needle mover. Even when Spieth was pl winning those majors, winning all these tournaments, Ricky Fowler moved the needle more than Spieth. Even then, now that might be a little bit different now because of how poorly he's been playing. And obviously, he's not in the field this week. If he was in contention. I bet he would have moved the needle close to as much as Spieth did. I bet it would move more. Probably right. It's all like all the marketability of like his orange and the Puma stuff. And if you look at kids that follow him, there's a whole generation of young kids that love Ricky Fowler. And it's 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 clear to see. I've heard I think I've mentioned it before, but a friend of mine that works in the broadcast industry says that he behind Tiger Woods, you know, maybe a year ago, still Ricky Fowler moves the needle second. I believe that's crazy. I think Bryson's making a big run for it. And now that Spieth is back, 
I don't know. I don't know where Bryson and Spieth would compare, but I would, you know, I'm biased and I would vote for Spieth on that one. So let's talk about the rest of the field. Charlie Hoffman, who we mentioned a little bit, finished second. He shot 75 on Thursday and still finished second in the tournament. Shot 66 Sunday, 66 Friday, and 65 on Saturday. How Unbelievable fin- golf. How do you finish second after shooting 75? You ca- <laughs> I, you know, when I place the the bet and I see him, I when I place my winner bets and my top twenty bets, I like I put in the PGA Tour app, I mark them with a star, and I see Hoffman shoot a seventy five on on Thursday. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! This guy never plays poorly here. Well, sure enough, Thursday he's right back in the mix, and he and he just or Friday he's right back in the mix, and he just continued to climb the leaderboard throughout the weekend. It's unbelievable. The guy loves the place. I think he was playing for something, too. You think about it. He's not in the field this week at the Masters. That's the only way he was getting in. If he had won, he would have been in. And I would tell you 100%, if he won yesterday, I would have put a bet on him to be the first-round leader <laughs> at the at the Masters. Because he actually, there's been so many times I feel like I'm watching a golf tournament, and Charlie Hoffman is the first-round leader. Yeah. He kind of did the opposite of what he normally does this week. He's usually like comes out hot and then kind of fades away into the weekend, but you know he he did the opposite. I mean, I looked it up. He's about forty, but when you see him saunter around the golf course, he looks like he's about five years younger than Arnold Palmer. He's <laughs> he's out there, just like a a good old man playing around eighteen holes, and somehow he's always doing well. It's it's impressive. Yeah, I saw Travis Fulton uh, post some like a did a post this week about. Charlie Hoffman's swing and he's picked up like 10 or 11 yards off the tee year over year he's put in a lot of effort to kind of get a little bit better shape I know he's big into the peloton he's if you look (laughs) at the at the PGA players that get on the peloton and you can see him on the leaderboard I know the uh Billy Horschel Mm -hmm. who just won Rory is a beast on there Rory's a beast Charlie Hoffman's a beast on there not that not a sponsor but we'll take it so but yeah, the Peloton guys are doing well. Yeah, and and Charlie's made a a concerted effort to gain some distance off the tee, and I think a lot of people we've we've heard about Rory trying to chase Bryson. Bryson's impact on the game has trickled down to a lot of guys, and it's it's they've noticed the importance of just blasting it down there. The closer you can get to the green, even if you're in the rough, there's a lot of advantages. So Charlie's trying to gain some yardage, and it's paying off for him. He he's he's gained eleven yards, I think I saw on Travis's post. So he's swinging hard and it's paying off for him. And he's, he looks like he's rounding into form. Nice. Matt Wallace finished third despite a rough Sunday. And he is in the master's field. I actually looked at him. I think he had a pretty good track record at this course too, at the Texas open TPC San Antonio. He was somebody that I kind of looked at, but I didn't pull the trigger on early in the week. So not, not overly surprised to see him finish in the top five there, top three or third. And, yeah, it looks like he's coming into good form. It would be kind of a, a shocker, I guess you could say, for him to take to win the Masters. But Hey, you can, you can bet if he makes the cut or not. And with playing this well at Valero, if he's not gassed. Yeah, I would take that all day. How about Lucas Glover, my boy? Go Tigers. Sunday 66. I had a top 20 bet on him. Uh, yeah. What did he finish? Third, fourth, something like that? Yeah. yeah he played great on Sunday. I really like this course. I've kind of deemed this the Texas pit stop. It's a couple couple events in Texas, then back east again. 
this course, they showcased it really well in the broadcast. It looks challenging. It's beautiful. You can stay on the course just like at TPC Sawgrass here. Honestly, if if you hit me up and said, hey, let's go fly to San Antonio and play, if it was this course, I'd be on the plane. Yeah, a lot of people knock TPC golf courses because they're you know, owned by the the PGA Tour. They're built for to like challenge PGA Tour golfers. They're overpriced generally. It, but the quality of them is is there. They just may not have the character of an older design. They're just like big boy golf courses, and so you know they just kind of lack character sometimes. I thought it looked pretty cool too. I think that resort looks awesome. It looks like a great place to take a family. And you could sneak out and play some golf there. There's two courses. It was, you know, I I think kind of you're right. It, it looks like the Texas pit stop. It's the tournament before the Masters. You never know. Some guys like to play the week before the Masters a lot, probably more prefer not to, to tune up their games. So you don't see a ton of guys in the field that are going to Augusta the following week. But I thought it was, you know, Jordan Spieth winning makes a huge difference, but it actually was pretty fun to watch. I didn't get to watch a lot on Sunday. I watched a lot on Saturday, a little bit on Thursday and Friday, but it was enjoyable for me. Nice. How did your bets do this week? I actually did really well. I didn't, I'd struggle a little bit on some of my matchup bets, but uh, so just to give you guys a recap, I, I placed winner bets. I do this every Wednesday. I pick, I, like I said, I picked usually four guys uh, and place a small bet on them to win each Wednesday. So I had Charlie Hoffman, Chris Kirk. Charlie Hoffman was plus 2,600. Chris Kirk was plus 3,100. Ryan Moore, I had Ryan Moore at plus 5,000. And I had Scotty Scheffler at plus 1,475. He was obviously, of the four that I picked, he was the more, you know, more of the betting favorite of those four. But, you know, Ryan Moore played okay. Chris Kirk had a nice uh, weekend to kind of backdoor a top 10. I think he finished top 10. He did. And Scheffler came out hot but then had a bad Friday. So, I don't know. They, like, I, I was right in the mix for the Charlie Hoffman to win. That would have been nice. But more, even better, my top 20 bets. I also do. I also uh, post five top 20 bets each week. Posted on my Instagram handle. So, I had Kuchar, Matt Kuchar, Lucas Glover. Tony Finau, Ryan Palmer, and Charlie Hoffman. So I hit four or five of those, which is obviously you're doing something right. You can get some good odds on those top 20 bets, depending on who you get. So made some good money off that. And then, I, you know, when I saw that Spieth was looking like kind of the guy, on Saturday I got him at plus 220 to win the tournament. So I snuck that bet in there to kind of cover some of my uh, – losses on the matchup bet so overall not a terrible week pretty good week for me that's a great week. how about you uh i did DraftKings this week and i did my typical that's 50 50 the daily fantasy correct correct we the don't daily, have DraftKings in no, florida yet need to get here. but i do the daily fantasy uh my typical strategy is one 50 50 tournament that matches the big buy-in so i can maybe win the million dollars one day i i placed in both of them i had keegan i had chapel Chris Kirk, like you did, Rafael Campos, who actually plays well at TPC San Antonio, kind of a horse-for-the-course kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Connors, who's hot, uh, also playing in the Masters, who I like. And then Tringale, who was leading after 36 holes. I'm a big Tringale fan as a person. Uh, he's been through a lot, so I was rooting for him to win, but he faded pretty hard on the weekend. But I still had five or six guys make the cut. 
finished in the money. It was it was a solid financial weekend for me. That's great. Trigali is an interesting guy. He, I, I don't think he's ever won on the PJ Tour, has he? No. He's been around for a long time. Very consistent. You see, like you seem to see him at the top of the leaderboard, but he just doesn't seem to know how to finish something off on the weekend. I don't, you know, it it's got to be weighing on him for how long he's been around and how many opportunities he's had and but hasn't closed the door. But since he started overcoming some of his problems, he is a great make the cut bet. Yeah. Because nobody ever thinks about him because he does not win. I love making the make the cut bet on Tringale. He's very consistent. Let's talk about this week. This is the best week of the year. Period. It was not, you know, last year the we had to delay the Masters because of the pandemic, so they pushed it to the fall. It just didn't seem right at all, you know. This is the weather's changing, it's warming up. It's flat, you know, pollen's in the air. I was just up in Atlanta this weekend visiting some, my in-laws for Easter. Had a good time, but you could see the every time I got back out to get in the car, there was pollen all over it. And that's a good sign because that means those flowers are blooming in Augusta. Yeah, yes. So this is the best week of the year. It's Christmas for me. Uh, I, I can't wait for tournament coverage to start on Thursday. I will be watching it all weekend, and it, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Is it your favorite week? Is it, or, or uh, TPC is my favorite week because I can go, and the odds of me ever getting Masters tickets are slim. The players here in Jack, yeah. Yeah, the players. Um, getting to go out and see those guys in person is just a different level for me, but from a watching a tournament at home, the Masters is by far my favorite. I love watching them skip the ball on 16, in the practice rounds, I like the par three contest where which isn't happening this year. Yeah, which stinks. But, so we have to wait another day to see some real some golf. But I love it, and there's this field is always stacked. This year does not let us down. You've got DJ at plus eight hundred, Bryson at plus a thousand, Spieth at plus a thousand now, four times better than what you got him at, or worse depending on how you look at it. Yeah, and JT at plus eleven hundred. Those are the top four favorites to win. Who do you like, by the way? Uh, out of those four, if you're looking at those four, I know we haven't done like our in-depth research yet. Most we, You and I tend to do that on Monday and Tuesday going into the week. I've got some work to do later this afternoon to get ready, but who do you like? I like Spieth and JT. Okay. If I had to pick between which two of those four are going to finish better, I would bet Spieth and JT finish better than DJ and Bryson this week. Yeah, I, 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 you clearly know that I'm on Spieth. I think Bryson would be number two for me. I just don't know about DJ right now. I don't either. He's he won it in the fall, which is great for him. So my betting perspective is somebody that uses body language and swing to determine how well a guy is doing, how much he is struggling. I watched Finau this week. He, his setup is 10 seconds longer than usual because he's trying to find a swing right now. Mm-hmm. DJ looks the same every day. He has no emotion, no change. I can't get a read on him, but his game hasn't been great. So with you, I'm kind of fading him a little bit as a mm-hmm. favorite to win. Obviously, he's going to make the cut. but Yeah, at the same time, if he's, if he's putting on another green jacket on Sunday, of course we're not going to be surprised. This guy is the number one golfer in the world. 
Number one ranked golfer in the world. Spieth's number one in our hearts. My heart. Your heart. Uh, but, you know, I think Bryson, it's the same thing with Bryson. Actually, honestly, JT, Bryson, and DJ, if you put Spieth, these four guys we're looking at right now, Spieth is literally playing the best golf right now. JT was a little bit lost for a little bit for a while, but then came back and, and won. Bryson doesn't seem like he's been on, on top form like he was. He did just win, though. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But personally, this is where betting your favorites gets in, gets you in trouble. If I had to bet on Weber, Webb Simpson versus Bryson this week, I'd take Weber. Wow. Bold strategy. Yeah. If you want to take that bet, we can talk after the podcast. Uh, I might take I might take that bet against you. <laughs> little little scratchers bet. Yeah. Maybe ten dollars scratchers. Off. Yep. Uh Rory's at sixteen hundred to win this week. This is the same guy who hit a ball in a pool last week. <laughs> How in the world did his odds I, I get it. He plays great at the Masters. But hasn't won it. It's the only ma- Major, he hasn't won. And he's gone into Sunday leading at least once. Yeah, and he snap-hooked it into a part of the, uh, like... If there was a pool over there, he would have hit a pool. Yeah. I That's a bet that I, I can't make right now. With I'm not going to make is. that bet either. I, I, I want... I love Rory. He's up there with Spieth for me. But he hasn't shown me any reason why he's going to play well this week. I still think he... Again, like DJ though, he'll These be guys, fine. He'll play. He'll he'll make the cut. He'll he probably will finish in the top twenty, but I don't think he'll. We wouldn't be surprised if they win. It's the same thing as DJ, where they're amazing. If they happen to be hot this week, they can easily win this tournament as good as they are. Absolutely, I think again would not be shocked to see Rory put on a green jacket and complete the career Grand Slam. Who's your sleeper pick this week? I'll, I wrote, I'll tell you mine yeah, t- first yeah, while you think ahead. about it. Mine is Sergio. He's played great lately. He plays great at this course. The famous shot behind the tree where he goes running up to see where it landed. What was that, 20 that, years ago now? That was not at Augusta National, for the record. Oh. It was a PGA Championship. You're right. Yeah, sorry. Either way, he plays great here. He's a former champion. Actually, I don't even know if that was at the PGA Championship. <laughs> I forget where that was, but it wasn't at Augusta, Augusta National. I'm not. I remember what you're, I know what you're talking about. I know it was not at Augusta Biscuit. National. I don't think yeah. he can do that anymore. But I love Sergio to win this week as a pizza money bet. He's at, depending on what sports book you're looking at, he's a between plus forty five hundred and plus six thousand. Mm-hmm. Throwing a couple bucks on that seems a lot better than Powerball. I'm going to go pretty deep. I'm just pulling up some odds here, and I wrote an article on, on our site, and I I'm, I was trying to recall the five guys that I mentioned. I'll give you two that are pretty far down the list, further down than Sergio. One, Mark Leishman. Really hasn't shown me a reason why he he could win this week, but at plus 10,000, would I throw five bucks on it? Absolutely. The other one, Ian Poulter, plus 15,000. He loves 150 this 150 to 1. This guy loves the Masters, and he's played really well there. He's a great first-round leader bet. Yeah, absolutely. It's his ninth appearance. His best finish was tied for fourth in 2013. He's only missed a cut once, and he's played, where the last, played well the last couple of years. So 
he's just been a little bit of a mixed bag lately, um, and a little bit inconsistent. Two missed cuts at Arnold Palmer and the players. But I'm telling you, this place is different for him. And th- those venues are different than Augusta National. I, d- I definitely think he's a great top 20 bet. And really, I- I'm thinking about, I might put five bucks on him to win. Just why not? So we were talking about long odds. And you all have a friend that likes to bet long odds. They'll do the parlay that's 80 picks long trying to win a million dollars. Yeah, and then they're the people that never win any bets. Never, ever. Sandy Lyle this week plus five hundred thousand. <laughs> what is your better odds, Powerball or Sandy Lyle to win the Masters? Sandy Lyle all day plus five hundred thousand all day. Mathematically, that is better odds than Powerball. However, I think I would have a better chance of winning Powerball than Sandy Lyle walking away with the green jacket this weekend. Well, that's crazy. In my opinion, he is plus five hundred thousand. Clearly, not going to win, but isn't it like to win the Powerball one in three hundred million, something like that? So, but I know there's a shot at that. Literally, it's less likely. I know there's at least a chance of that, unless the rest of the field happens to go swimming and that lake gets struck by lightning. It could Sandy happen. Lyle is it's probably more win. likely than it's you winning the probably Powerball. Probably more likely, but that's the only way that Sandy Lyle's going to win. Not that He's I have anything before. against him. He's won before. What, 1984? (laughs) He's won before. You weren't even born yet when this guy won. I I would do it. I mean, you want to put it, want to make a bet on this one, you and I? On Sandy Lyle? You go buy a Mega Millions ticket. What are they, two bucks? Yeah. I put $2 on Sandy Lyle. Yeah. We'll both be out two bucks. We'll both be out two (laughs) bucks. Oh. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that because you're saying because you brought this up, you have to go buy whatever is more money. I'll do Mega Millions. Yeah, it, I don't know which one's more money right now, Mega Millions or Powerball. You go buy a two dollar ticket, and I'll put a two dollar ticket in on Sandy Lyle to win. The problem is, is if I win a hundred million dollars in Mega Millions, our listeners won't be able to hear this next week because I won't be here. Well, and <laughs> I won't be here either because we are agreeing right now that you're going to split it with me. Uh, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> I'll split it with my wife. <laughs> you did write that good article that you mentioned, Five Underdogs to Bet in the Masters. Yep, and you wrote one as well. What was that one? Like, avoid the traps? Avoid the traps. Yeah. Who to fade this week? Yeah, so we got two early articles we put out. Usually we're writing, like, week of articles, but, you know, this being the Masters, we got a couple articles up. We had a preview show with Travis and Coach. So we've already pumping out the content for the Masters, and there's more to come this week. We're hyped. We want you to get hyped. We mentioned the show with Travis and Coach. Usually that drops Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. It is already out there, so you guys can get your bets in early before these lines change. And they're doing another show. They're going to do the Tuesday. So they've, they're doing shoot two shows for the Masters. I love it. Yeah, they did a preview last Thursday. We posted it, and then they're, they are actually going to do the preview show where they do their usual format this Tuesday night. So tomorrow night, 8 p.m., on YouTube and Instagram TV, IGTV. Like, comment, subscribe. Shop.sportspub.com. We've got a little bit of merchandise now. We will be continually adding to that over the next few months. KJ, you got anything else? No. Speeth, baby. All right, folks, hit them straight. Have a great week. Later. Peace.